Welcome to Risk Ready, presented by the Private Risk Management Association. Hi, and welcome to the PRMA Risk Ready podcast, the show for risk management professionals in the high net worth space. I'm your host for this episode, Kimberly Lewis. I spent the last 21 years in the PNC insurance industry, with 18 of those years working for high net worth insurance carriers. Today, we are talking to three parents about their children's access to social media and how they are addressing the topic of cyberbullying. I created this three-part series to help brokers, wealth advisors, family office managers, and carriers understand the issues parents face when it comes to their children and social media and the urgent need for proactive assistance to understand how to prevent cyberbullying, how to address cyberbullying if it does happen, and the ramifications they can face if their child is involved in a cyberbullying incident. Throughout the course of our conversation, we will touch on best practices all three parents have implemented for their own families, and participants share extremely personal experiences regarding their children and cyberbullying. I think you will find the conversation eye-opening and informative. There is no doubt that this topic is here to stay, and parents are in need of your assistance as they navigate the unknowns. Welcome to part three of this episode. Part three concludes our conversation by tackling the question of what role schools, wealth advisors, brokers, and carriers should play in educating both them and their children on the very pressing and very real topics of social media and cyberbullying. Right, right. And so that kind of gets me to the to the last question of our conversation, which is, you know, what role do you think schools should play in sort of setting the foundation of, you know, not only for kids, right, but also parents. So if you're in a, you know, your kid is in third grade and they know that, you know, your kid's likely to want to start asking for a, an iPhone or something, have, you know, like a, I don't know, like a parent-teacher PTO meeting all about like social media and, and cyberbullying or, um, you know, they used to bring the dare, you'd have like the, right. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you come in and be like, you know, keep kids off drugs. Right. Um, right. What, right. what role do you think school should play in this or, or, you know, what role do you think that even your wealth advisor or your insurance broker should have in this? Like, do you think it should fall just on the school or do you think it's a little bit from everywhere to really, make really to really help and sort of combat it from all angles or what are your thoughts um start first of all i'm not even never thought about it, the insurance until you said if somebody mm-hmm. you know after or uh, something that your kid bullying someone and then they can sue me and then my insurance can cover it i'm not even thought about that as possible if I can use my insurance or do I have my housing umbrella policy Mm -hmm. well I can tell you that it would be excluded um (laughs) because so um yeah there's there's typically in the insurance contract there's exclusion for um for repetitive injuries and for um intentional acts and one can say that bullying cyberbullying is intentional right it's repetitive it's typically more than one message And usually the goal is to hurt feelings, right? Or to put someone down, right? So, um, you know, that would kind of leave you on the hook uh, for any any lawsuits that could arise if your kid is the one that's doing the bullying and now it comes back onto you because you're the parent. So 
Um, that's why I kind of asked the question, like, do you think your broker should talk to you about this or your wealth advisor to be like, Hey, you're putting wealth at risk here. Like you, like with your kids and, and access to social yeah. media. It's also a way that you get to your kid to say, listen to this, like, like example, completely out of the, the, what we're talking about. Like yeah. my daughter, she was playing with her brace just put this week and she pulled the wire out. She oh, pulled it out. I'm like, honey. I'm not going to pay a hundred dollars for put the thing in just because you're like, you no know, play like, Oh, you're full of nothing to do with that. But like I said to her, there's a cost. You can't just be besides to get hurt and hurt your mouth. You pay mm-hmm. for two days. There's a cost of that. Then, mm-hmm. you know, if we get like, if I have one of those terrible kids, I don't know. My kids are great, but like, we don't know what the future, but guess what, dude, if you screw up, you're in trouble because I'm not paying this cost is a, besides the embarrassment, you should be so embarrassed. You should be exposed. Okay. Because when we hide all the, the shit they do, then they can feel like they can do more. I see this. You should yeah. be paying for your actions. And there's a huge cost that will cost you too. Not yeah. that they understand right that 10 year old, but it should be brought up. Like, listen, you know, if you were buying a house or have insurance and then it comes out, like, tell the kids, we could lose the house because somebody put a lawsuit that's way, you know, things like that. But yeah. I never even thought I could have that conversation with my kid. Yeah, so I, I agree. I would never have even thought of that. I, I think that I, to your question, Kim, I think that we should be being educated from every angle. Like, I think the schools should be educating parents as well as students um, parents should obviously be having those conversations with their kids. And then I think parents should be talking to each other, like friend circles, like we all do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I've never, to be honest, have thought about an insurance advisor telling you that you could be at risk for something your kid does down the road on, on social media or some kind of platform. But yeah, I, I 100% think we should be thinking about it from that respect. And also, like Queena said, educating our own family that, you know, this doesn't just affect you. It affects us. It affects everything we own. It affects our, you know, our standing in the community. Like I, I think that um, there's, there's, you know, there's this um, one of the things that I had come across, which I don't think our town really participates in, or I don't know if it's a real thing, but it's called like wait till eight or some eighth or something like that. But it was basically this, this challenge that I think became a thing at some point in time. Um, I'm sure some parents initiated it, but it was basically a community, a group of parents that banded together and said, get 10 families that are in your world and pledge that you will not allow, allow your kids access to all of this stuff until eighth grade so that they all kind of were on the same level all the way up. And I feel like if a school or a community could have these pledges and, and families feel like, well, if we all do it together, then we won't feel like pressure to be part of this thing that we don't even want our kids to be part of. Like I I bet if you took a poll in our community, most parents who've given iPhones to their kids probably would have waited if they didn't feel like, well, but everybody else has them. Right. Like, yeah, I agree with you. One other thing talking about the, 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 you know, the lawsuit or something that I never thought about it. It's also somehow like get the schools, um, how can we do like the same way I can get a lawsuit, but I can go after the school too, because my kid could be bullied at school. Mm-hmm. No action was taken. Nothing was done. My kid is embarrassed. Nobody, you know what I mean? Then guess what? 
then I also have the right to go after because there's also, I mean, that's not cyber. It's not like a platform or stuff like that, but the, mm-hmm. the school could be responsible for it. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. um, that they we could sue them too if some bullying happened on the kids' advice when they're like on a break. You know, right. like, you know, things like that and the school mm-hmm. doesn't do anything. Yeah, I mean, I can tell you that, I mean, with COVID, everything's kind of blurring together the years. Um, but last year, I believe, I, I live in Fairfield, and um, a kid was, a picture of a kid was taken on Instagram, and um, a derogatory comment was put underneath his name, and it was shared around, like, in a chat. Um, his brother was in middle school, same thing happened and the administration, um, to my knowledge, at least didn't do anything about it. And the mother took both of her boys out of school and they're now going to private school, but there are lawsuits pending against not only the family of the bullies, but also the school for not taking action, appropriate action and really addressing it the first time mm-hmm. it was brought to their attention that like, Hey, our kid is getting bullied. And then it just kept going and going and going because to your point, Karina, there was no, um, like there, there was no repercussion for the first time around. So the kids just thought that they could keep doing it and no one told them not to the first time. And it just kind of snowballed. And now it's a, a huge thing within the school district. And, um, yeah, it's, it's turned into, I think there's charges pending for discrimination and harassment and, and every, like, with kids, teenagers, mm-hmm. right? Well, it's back to setting rules, right? Because if there were strict rules or set rules, right? Um, then you know, at least there would be this knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes there was just a lack of knowledge, and uh, you know, it's just and and of kids or you know, high school kids, middle school kids, they just get lost. Yeah, they, they lose this to transparency. They lose the connection to the real world. Yeah, I, I will say there is um, at least at my niece's high school, which is in Virginia, um, they're the, the iPads that they get from the school, um, they have like an internal, um, chat feature that's like for the school, Mm -hmm. um, the server, like it's, it's actually sits on the schools, like, I guess, whatever. I don't know. I'm not speaking proper technical terms, but, (laughs) um, but anyway, the point is, um, I do know for a fact that that chat service gets, uh, flagged for any curse, like, I mean, basically like any like bad words or like flag, they have like certain words that would get flagged that might be like, um, con- you know, considered like inappropriate, even though they're not, but just like leading words, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they get flagged and and there is someone who monitors it. And my niece, actually, my sister, um, this was, I think last year, got an email saying that she was part of a dialogue that used words that could have been misconstrued as something else. And, and and it was innocent, the conversation they were having. But I did appreciate that the school actually glad to hear that they weren't allowing conversations to be be able to become something bad. Um, and it was actually and uh, you know, I you wouldn't have known if they were really monitoring it. But my sister absolutely got an email from the school saying this is not appropriate. Like, please talk to your child. So I think yeah. that, that at least from from that aspect, maybe at schools can do more of that. Mm-hmm. What happens outside of that, like on devices and platforms that schools can't monitor, again, 
who can police that? You know, I mean, I'm not really sure a school has the right or the, you know, the legal right to even police, you know, any, any conversations or postings that are happening on like Instagram. Private. You know, I don't know. Like, I'm not sure what they can actually do about well, that. I don't think than... legally they can. I think it's more about educating the, you know, the kids. Right, like, right. Know, p- part of the uh, psychology, whatever you, whatever you yeah. want to call it, right? It's more yeah. about educating and having a conversation with, with the kids when they are old enough to understand. Yes, yes. Yeah. agreed. Yeah. The educating part, I agree with. Yeah. Like this, the sooner we as a parents can know from all the damage that can be done, but like in a proper way, like the suit, like, uh, of course, what can hurt the kid and how bad the situation is, but that's the, the mild consequence, but like knowing for a fact that things can get ugly, mm-hmm. you know, and then there's, I mean, my nephews, I have a 19, 22, I have 18 and another 22, like they say they're the cyberbullying, like the, they call the Russian roulette, like the kids has to, they have this game, they send it to each other, they see it, they have to smack someone or do things like that. Those kind of bad jokes. We see like in a high school here in Greenwich happen all the time. Somebody, mm-hmm. when they break all the whatever paper dispenser from the bathroom, because that was the game of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that doesn't happen. It didn't happen close to us, but we. I have friends who have kids in high school that, you know, things like stupid things like that because they have access yeah. to the platform and today is the day to do this crazy stuff. And then, and you put it on TikTok because you yeah. know, everyone, else will, everyone else will like it. Yeah. Right. There's all kinds of people out there you don't know. And then you have, how are you going to select everything the kids see? That's, we try to tell mm-hmm. them like, don't do it. Don't listen to everyone. And lots of stuff that's wrong too. But you know, it's just, it's scary. I mean, yeah. the more you know, the more you educate the kids and the parents, you know, because I think that's the right way. Start early and yeah. tell them the right thing. Yeah. Karina, I think you just hit the nail on the head with that. <laughs> that was a good closing, a good closing statement. <laughs> well, listen, I really appreciate you guys taking the time out of your night to talk to me about this. I think it's such an important topic. And Anuja, you know, you said it like kids are just going to get access to more and more social media. And it's, it's, you know, wasn't prevalent potentially right when back in the eighties, uh, but you know, with, AOL and then with everything that's kind of come after it, right? It just, you hear more and more stories about cyberbullying and, and things happening. So you really do have to start the education with parents and kids when they're young and sort of, you know, set, mm-hmm. set a really good foundation. Thank you for joining us today for the Risk Ready Podcast. We encourage you to subscribe, download, and review our podcast. Until the next time, stay risk ready.